back to SCTV for ScreeningClub.com, where we break down the latest in television entertainment each week for you. I am here, as always, with my two associates, my brother Chris and our good friend Mike. How are you guys doing? You ready to talk some TV? Oh, yeah. Yeah. How's it going? Pretty well. Pretty well. It's been a... It's it's been another week uh, without DS, without designated survivor, which I'll talk about later. Um, but still, some some good stuff this this week. Yeah, for sure. You guys enjoy what you saw? Yeah, it's been a fun week mostly. Anything else going on this this week? Uh, yeah, I think I might want to share a little little experience I had this past week. Wonderful. Okay. I know last week you helped uh, you helped our good friend Tony move, right? Yes, this one was far more harrowing, and that's saying something. My God! Mm. Wow. Um, so this past this past Monday night, I was on uh, dinner break at work, okay, up in Concord, and on my way back, I I figured I'd stop into to Dunkin' Donuts for a little uh, what I get? Just a coffee, coffee and a donut, a little tasty treat, a little tasty treat on my way back to work. Sure, <laughs> and it. As I'm parking my car, I notice in my rearview mirror this this mad woman flailing her arms back and forth, like sort of pacing back and forth in the parking lot. She she was losing control, and I just think, oh god. So, so, <laughs> god. so I get out of my car and and walk into the Dunkin' Donuts. As I, and as I'm doing that, she shouts from across the parking lot, "Hey, what's the time?" Oh my god! <laughs> Did you give her the time? I looked at my phone and I, I told her the time it was eight o'clock, and then she starts rambling about how she needs a ride and she has cab fare. Uh, yada yada yada. I could hardly make out what she was saying, but I got the gist that she wanted a ride from me and oh. she was willing to pay me cab fare. And I just sort of froze for a minute, and then it <laughs> po- popped into my mind. I suggested to her, I'm sure if you were to go into this Dunkin' Donuts and ask to use their phone, they'd be happy to uh, they'd be happy to do that and you could call a cab for yourself. You just pawned the crazy woman off on Dunkin' Donuts? <laughs> and she said uh, she made up some random excuse about how the money she had wouldn't be enough for, for a cab, but it would be enough to solicit me for a ride. <laughs> and then I said, I'm sorry, I can't help you when I walked inside. Well, thank God, because, I mean, I think clearly she was trying to get you to, to pay the difference and, uh, and give her money. And just one small part to add to this, uh, after I got my coffee, I, I made a, a mental note as, as I was walking back to my car to be ready. <laughs> if, if she were to, like, lunge at me or attack me, to be ready to throw my scalding hot coffee mm. in her face like, as a ah, defense good call. Right. Good call. So I was ready to do that. Luckily, it didn't come to that. She was gone. She was gone. And I drove back to work. She, she was probably dead. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking the end of the story would be it came full circle. Uh, the crazy woman was our, our friend, Tony. <laughs> I was thinking there was like a decent chance that was... Yeah. That was going to be the end because we we know Tony. You know, I didn't get a good glimpse of her face, so I'm not ruling it out. (laughs) That's a a scary moment. You know, it's not the first time that I've been solicited 
in a parking lot by by some random person for for a ride. Wow. Yeah, probably won't be the last. Maybe you just had that look about you. I just had that look like that just sucker written across my this face. Man gives rides. No, I I've got some some late night solicitation in parking lot stories myself, which I'll I'll save for a later date. But um, if we if, if we if we want to start sharing stories like like that, I've got a couple to share. But um, but wait a second. Uh, how did she feel about this week's American Horror Story? <laughs> That's the real question. She, I think, probably could have would would fit in. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, and that that mob. It crazy sounds like mob. it. In in my opinion, that along with your scolding hot coffee, uh, showing her American Horror Story would have been an effective way to scare her away too, um, because uh, I didn't think it was great. Let's let's talk about it. Um, now I know, uh, in Mike's most recent ar- article on ScreeningClub.com, dot dot com, you 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 mentioned you've you've been impressed. Now I wasn't that impressed last last week. Really, I been going downhill week by week for me but you did mention you were afraid of it going downhill for you moving forward what did you think at at any moment the show (laughs) has the capacity to do that to just completely shoot itself in the foot drive off a cliff and and that would be the end um i thought it was an okay episode probably the weakest uh entry in this this new like revitalized chapter of the show but all in all, I thought it was it was pretty solid. It had its 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 moments of, of terror, of horror, of intrigue. Um, I think it's it sagged funny. a little bit in the middle. I thought it you could sense it was sort of just stretching out this this plot to sort of get through to the 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 final chapter, which I think is next week. Um, but all in all. I, it's not the finale next week, yeah, but we've been sort of, sure. uh, it's been hinted at by the creators of the show that, that episode 10 is going to be something entirely different than, than these, these batch of episodes. You know, I was wondering just how anything was going to happen. Like when, when this second half of the season started and they sort of announced, what was going to happen, that everyone was going to die. I wondered, how are we going to fill up five five episodes? And this week, I think we got the answer, which is we're going to agonizingly stretch out po- pointlessly like certain things for full full episodes. And we spent the entire... Well, not, not the entire time, but the majority of the time in this episode in the Hillbilly family house. Right. Um, with Lee, Lee uh, and Audrey... And when I stuck, stuck in the house and going through a, a whole series of gruesome stuff and uh, yeah, the it definitely it didn't advance the this plot forward. I think we can say like kind of stalled. It did give us the the Lee confession that yeah. was sort of like the baseline purpose behind this entire this entire thing was was to get that to that moment. Which makes me wonder if maybe. Are we going to have any switches in our screen bets about who's going to be the one to survive now well, that we, we both, know? Both of our screen bets fell flat on each face, on their face. Because we, we each each character that we that we bet died this past week. Wow. Sh- didn't I, I bet Dominic? He died. Dominic di- he died? He died at the, the very end? end of the episode with the pig man. 
No, no. Mm-hmm. The very end of the episode is when fake pig pigman comes. That was the very end of the episode, yes. But right before that, when they were upstairs, right outside the bathroom, Pigman lunges at Dominic and, and cuts him up. <laughs> this sounds very confusing. Oh my god. Um, yeah, I guess. Oh. <laughs> I guess I missed out on that. You can tell that was that actually a pretty pretty tense moment. For this um, that was probably the scariest moment of the episode. Pigman. It was it was a very effective jump scare with, with Pigman. I thought just out at the end. I saw all, all this. Pigman ki- came out and and they they killed him, didn't they? I don't remember if they killed Pigman, but <laughs> Pigman certainly killed Dominic, Dominic. Is dead. Dominic is dead. Oh my god! Right outside god. the bathroom where Shelby killed herself. Man, I was still thinking I had Dominic as, as a good scream bet. No. So now we're down to Man, three uh, between. Lee, Audrey, and uh, I forget who Angela, what Angela Bissett's character's name is. Oh my god. Well, although that... at the the very last scene of the episode was uh, Wes Bentley, he made his return, which, ugh. I know, you are not a fan. And there's a lot to be said about that, too, about what was going on. Was all the yeah. the stuff outside just... It wasn't fake, though, was it? Right? Well, because he, he was fake. He's an actor. Yeah, but the butcher was was there, and she and she killed Ka- Kathy Bates. Well, this was during the daytime, so I don't think they're as much of a threat during the daytime as they are during like the blood moon. Yeah, what's probably going to happen? He just showed up. He 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 was going to be a, a a role to play, right? I, that actually would make sense. He was probably hired by yeah uh, Sydney to serve as. One of the the just the the fake uh, horror moments. I can't believe I missed the Dominic death. Now it's got to be Lee. Lee is gonna sur- survive. I I didn't miss a Lee death, did I? No, she's, okay. she's still alive and mostly well. She's just now now that we know that she's not. This is a, exactly what's what, what's gonna happen. We know that she's not who who we want to live a- anymore. She's going to live, and the last episode is going to be us seeing if it comes out that she was the actual killer. That's what it's going to be. Um, ugh. Two more. You. It's <laughs> all you have to suffer through. You could tell how how into it I, I was. Did you think it, it was going to be Shelby who lived? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, she took took care of that her herself. It was probably for the best. She was. One of the more insufferable characters. I did love just the the sheer moments of, of self indulgence and self congratulations on the part of uh, Audrey, the actress who played who played Shelby in the in the reenactment. Just, yeah, I thought it was really funny when she thought her life was was about to end. She was sort of speaking directly to the camera, speaking to her audience, <laughs> yeah. crying about how she had so many more performances to give she, to her devoted fan base. She had a couple of good of good lines about just like yelling about how she really knows Shelby like she, she yeah, she knows her better than she knows herself. Yeah. Like no way would this that woman so self-centered kill herself. God, let me tell you, just another though like just example of how this episode just existed to stretch out just just trash. I don't know. The the interaction between um Lee and the Hillbilly son mm-hmm. uh whose name was was Jether, which I I 
I remember uh, and didn't remember Dominic being killed. Um, they have this whole back and forth. We get like the backstory of of the son. We get like this whole sort of like this this guy might be able to redeem himself, and then uh, he's just done because this whole episode is bullshit. Like, come come on. Yeah, that wasn't that wasn't great. Uh, I also struggled with just the the cameras, the sheer amount of cameras oh, that yeah. were in the hillbilly that they had at their disposal to sort of cut back and forth of. Like, are those just part of the hillbilly commune, or were those placed by the production crew? Did they sneak into the, this, this hillbilly barn, plant all these hidden cameras? I think my favorite. They part had of a it. lot of angles and a lot of different <laughs> sure camera did. positions to cut back and forth. Ah, uh, well, the the thing was, I felt it it was just rubbing it in our face that they they didn't give a shit because it, it was just we get like the the crappy cell phone angle and then it would just cut to this perfect shot like oh <laughs> and here's the absolutely perfect shot but re- remember we're still pretending we're, we're we're using the found footage so here's like this 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 crappy angle like it was just rubbing it in our face this would have made so much more sense it would have it would have served this this whole story so much better if they they just carried like hidden cameras on themselves hidden body cameras like, like the dominic cam like dominic that would have been problem solved. Everyone has a camera on themselves. Yeah. Like Dominic had instead had of just, to be the just waving one. around their cell phone and slash flashlight at, at everything that that pops up at them. I w- <laughs> I will say my favorite part of the episode by far was just experiencing everyone getting redemption on the hillbilly family, like. Just, I really wish they would have, for all the BS that they stretched out in this episode, I wish that they stretched out the killing of the hillbilly mom. That was so, I re- I wanted her, her tortured. They tortured so much in this episode, but she just gets pretty much an instant death. She's bludgeoned in the mm-hmm. head oh, yep. and then lies on, on the floor l- laughing for like 10, 10 seconds and then gets Im- impaled to death. Right. Um what I would have loved for, you know, t- tying her down and and making her atone for all all the the stuff that she she has been sh- shoving in their face, yep. like. But, I mean, we got a little bit of it. It was just, uh, there wasn't a lot going on. It was just there to fill. It was filler, Mike. Uh. Yeah, definitely didn't advance the plot as as much as as I would have hoped. Uh, I wasn't as as down uh, as you. I think there was there was plenty of of interesting beats uh, throughout the episode. Well, I, I, but I, I think someone like you that's lived part part of this in real life at Dunkin' Donuts at eight eight p.m. in Concord, um, you have more of a real life taste of what's going on in correct. in the hillbilly house that I, I can I, relate yeah, to. I can I have that ability to relate more to what they're going through so exactly well we'll see what happens next next week um still come on it's a bit rough right we can both admit it's a bit rough a bit rough but still better than other seasons who's your new update for your screen bet i mean you gotta go lee right she's the only other character that that we could possibly be be rooting for to survive who's even left it's 
Shelby and Angie Bissett. No, Shelby's done. I mean, not Shelby. Oh, Audrey. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Audrey. Yeah, I, w- I would bet Lee, too. So we'll both mark down Lee. Unless, I mean, maybe you, you were the one that was wrong about D- Dominic's death. We'll, we'll see. I um, think so. He was dead. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, that's too bad. Anyway. I must have fell asleep. It wasn't difficult to, to do if I did. Let's move on to something a little bit more uh, joyous. Let's talk about Atlanta. What do you guys think about this week's episode? Final. The season finale. Yeah, I, I, I loved the season finale. I thought it was a great end cap to the season and just a little... Uh, you get a little bit more. It was really focused on Earn even more than even the past episodes. They had a lot more Earn than regular... Uh, you just kind of delve into his personal life a little bit more. I thought it was really... It had the inventive, creative stuff that past episodes have, too, with, like, following the breadcrumbs of Snapchat, which is really uh, inventive. Uh, And then it also did push the story forward a little bit with one line uh, about Paperboy going on tour. Yep. Uh, Just a brief mention. Just a brief mention. So my screen, my quasi-screen bet from last week that there would be push forward in Paperboy's career. Chris paid off. artificial screen bet that he pushed on us last Well, it last was a week. prediction yeah. if it wasn't an official screen bet. Go. Either yeah. way, I love that episode. What do you guys think? I thought it, I thought it was great. I thought it was as as much of a classic throwback episode of, of this show as I mean, as, as possible. I know yeah. we've only had ten, 10 episodes, but it, it just, we had our, our core set of characters all together. Uh, sort of striving towards one particular goal in mind, getting back Ern's jacket. Uh, it was just gr- <laughs> great to see them all together. Uh, just, just having those dynamics at play is al- always fun. And um, yeah, I thought it was it was great, a great way to, to close out this, this really awesome season. It was so uh, right from the get-go with Ern waking up in the aftermath of the 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 party and the uh the party host <laughs> pull, pulls out some classic lines he kept <laughs> repeating that 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 same just like sentence structure of, of phrasing it's like i know y'all but i don't know y'all you know <laughs> you know i know you're you're x to me but you ain't x to me right? <laughs> you know you know oh my god oh and then complaining someone set the trash can on fire yeah. which Al later ad- admits to someone poured a beer in his Brita pitcher <laughs> it was just good it was good right right, right from the beginning and then yeah just all all the little things like I was thinking about free chicken sandwich day we get to experience right when Ern leaves the the party everyone's dressed up like like a chicken to get free chicken at first I thought it was like oh is this a Halloween episode (laughs) that's what I was thinking too but then I saw everyone was dressed up like a chicken yeah Uh, cow you mean and then another negative interaction with the club bouncer yeah you notice every interaction with with a bouncer is negative it's true they're negative negative people no, Chris. Not a nice, nice thing to say, and that's not the view of this this podcast. Um, but just really, 
lots of cool stuff going on when they Mike, like you mentioned about them all searching for the jacket. I mean, that was classic Atlanta insanity with the they're all they're all sitting on the couch chilling and then they get they they call the Uber driver who wants the fifty bucks to return to, to return turn the jacket. Now I don't know about you guys. I wasn't sure where that was going to go because something, you know, it was eerie when they were all sitting in that car and you saw, so they get the news about him going on tour, but then pay, Paperboy looks like. Yeah, the Sixth Sense. The sixth Sense yeah. at work. He, like, he's seen this before. He's a true gangster. I sort of thought, yeah, someone, like, one of them was going to get. Uh, yeah, you know? that could have happened. I thought Paperboy was about to, to meet his end, yeah. his maker. You know, it got. It got real, real quick. It was like, I think there's some so- social co- commentary to be given about that that scene with a bunch well, of police just taking down a man. Obviously, yeah, but I, I, I think even f- like, well, obviously it shows the how, like people feel about brutality and how quick things can get so gruesome. Did we learn of uh, of why he was? I forget. Why was that man wanted by the police? <laughs> Drugs. Was it? Because when the uh, when the police show up and they stop the car, they were like, "Were you attempting to or colluding with ah, this guy to buy drugs? Do you have any drugs on you?" Uh, yeah, yeah, they just they, they just take him out, and <laughs> while and, he's and wearing the, Ern's jacket, and the guy just the, the the police been like, "Yeah, t- take him down, take him out." Yeah, <laughs> like that was so brutal. Come on. Yeah, really gruesome. Way. He's just running away. He's un unarmed. For, like he's 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 not a threat. He's running yeah. away. But uh, also in like a sad. in a perverse way, I bet in season two that could actually act as like a boon to Paperboy's career. Like he's played this role in like this drug bust gone wrong. It definitely could, or they'll just never mention it ever <laughs> we'll again. Never hear of yeah, again. yeah, <laughs> most likely. Man, yeah. but also okay. super sad at the end. Obviously, I was uh, I was par- partaking in some discussion on on Reddit and mentioning. I knew it was a pipe dream for this to be the Darius episode. Man, how much I would love for season two to just let's well let's open strong with we'll Darius. Well, well, Je- well Jeff, it's sad because you know Darius is dead now, so he what? can't. Oh come on, D- oh, Darius! Oh, Jeff missed that. Jeff missed man? that as well. Oh dear. <laughs> God, you're two for two today, big man. While, while I wasn't looking, two for two today. No, no, I'll I'll tell you one thing. I, I was watching this a little bit closer than I was watching American Horror <laughs> Story. I'll tell you that right right now. Uh, and just you know, the crazy thing happens, and then just move moves on. Tries to get his stuff from the jacket. I mean, isn't there something to be said? The these three men have now become witness to an unjust murder of a of an unarmed man that like I think something to be said of that like that's probably that happens all too often in Atlanta nothing paperboy hasn't seen yeah 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 scary stuff man but I thought it was really it showed how at least how good of a father Ern's trying to be how like he gets this giant wad of cash from paperboy and he gives it all to his daughter and then you find, yeah, he didn't give. Oh, it he all. took, but but either way, he took he took could have taken more pretty, and bought uh, a place to live. Sad note to to end on, like the whole reason he needed that jacket was for the key to get into that storage unit yeah. where he's now apparently living. I know that yeah. was sort of 
that, that trying was to do it on his own but i guess also there was a little bit like he didn't really look sad he looked pretty you know and he, he had the option to stay with van and his daughter and he he chose to leave and, and go i think he likes his, his storage unit well maybe not maybe not just likes but he probably just sees it as a means to an end like i'll live here until i further my career and then i'll get some police no if anyone's seen the new ben affleck movie the accountant but there was some uh Oasis in a storage unit in that movie as well. No, no spoilers here. Just, uh, okay. I'm just saying, people like escaping in their storage units. Sure, there are many storage units in Dexter and Breaking Bad. Yeah, where Dexter storage and units serial killers are, are alike serve as, a, as a real fixture for for great drama. Yeah, <laughs> it's the place where you put things you don't want to have, where everyone can see. There's a nice old old school outcast song he was listening to Jeff, too. Please. It was a very chill scene. <laughs> what you got a problem? Oh my no, God. that was good. Um, you know, and before that, with Van, I mean, they both looked very. You know, we we got so much of Van being stressed and unhappy, and all this stuff that she's going through. Got a nice. Uh, Albeit short scene of them just hanging out and looking very happy. Yeah, just I don't understand exactly why they can't just be this, this happy family union. It, it is strange. Van just I don't think Van wants it. Yeah, maybe Aaron doesn't either. I, I don't know. Yeah, they must just not love each other in that way. There's definitely a lot of love there. Yeah, definitely. It'll be interesting to explore in season two. As long as we don't explore it at the expense of getting a Darius episode. Because I definitely want that Darius episode, and I think we can fit in both. We have a full season. I actually think I can answer why it is. I, just, I think uh, Ern has probably just really disappointed her one too many times. And yeah. just because of that, she has to keep her, her guard, guard up, up. Yep. at all times with him. That, that, I think, makes a lot of sense. Like they have a connection and they're very happy, but she knows she's yeah. she's been hurt in the past by his actions, so she has to mm-hmm. she has to keep him at arm's length uh, to a certain e- extent. Let me uh, let me ask you guys probably the question of the episode, uh, as spoken by the best character D- Darius. Uh, is black people's number one problem that they don't know how to have have fun, as Darius said. <laughs> did he say that? He did. <laughs> yeah, that was his his line of the episode, and perhaps the line of you know of the episode. as a black person. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, they don't. They don't know. As the opposite it, of a black it's person, true. I, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I think Ern said that he disagrees that that's black people's number one problem and that's all all the commentary that that we got on it so that's something that's something to, to so you'd say about. darius is your your favorite oh yeah chris that's Aaron's my favorite wow and, and I, i'm paper boy i think Safely i knew in that paper yeah. boy's corner i think i knew that it was it was another another good good episode just lots of sort just of just quir- a quirky hell, laughs and just a hell of a debut season yeah, it will be high on my my list of of favorites for the year. Probably gonna have to wait a while, right? Yeah, yeah probably, probably next next summer, next fall. Yeah, I read it's been written. Oh, okay, really? But I think that 
Now, Chris, you mentioned last time, I forget what show you were talking about. It was AMC, so I'm mixing up things. But here, you talked about how AMC is very, they, they split up the seasons, right? Because yeah, I haven't watched an AMC show. Yeah. FX doesn't do that. They don't play around. FX, I was reading that they do sometimes spread stuff out because they like to be very um, appealing to actors. Like, if the actors have a rough schedule, they'll stretch things out and stretch out production times and stuff. And um, because of the actors' avail- availability in this mm-hmm. show, apparently, even though it's already been written, it might be a while until we see it come come out. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Now, I would, you know, if it's season two delayed or no season two, uh, as long as season two in- includes a nice Darius episode, <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll definitely wait. Um, and it was great. I mean, I, I think... I don't know if you guys have any other overall thoughts uh, on the season uh, other than what what we've said, but it was just, it was good stuff. Some hilarious stuff mixed with some really uh, cool, uh, you know, some really sort of deep social commentary. Yeah. And uh, it was a cool mixture. That's a good description of the show in general. Very very happy with it. Yeah. Well, that's that's what I do, Chris. I... uh, I come out with quality de- de- descriptions of the shows. And you don't even know it. And I don't even know it. In fact, sometimes I don't even know main characters have been eliminated in the show I've watched. <laughs> but that's okay. I can keep living in my daydream world where Cuba Gooding Jr. has a has the opportunity to win me my screen bet. Any other thoughts uh, on this whole season of Atlanta? Thumbs way up. Just way up. Gotta love Donald Glover. Love it. Absolutely love it. Let's do a couple quick hits, guys. Sure. I've got a few things going on this this week. Before we get started with the other quick hits, I want to give a quick commentary, and I would like to use this as an open letter uh, to ABC. Um, We have an ongoing issue. Uh, Look, we all know that there's not too many podcasts that spend as much time talking about designated survivor as this podcast does it's true abc you need to give us a regular schedule (laughs) i know that okay the presidential debate okay fine okay but now it's been the country music awards that have pushed us another week now that's fine i know that country music and the country music awards are very popular Probably do much better ratings-wise than DS could ever hope of doing. <laughs> so it probably makes well, a lot of financial sense for, for AMC to preempt DS. No. But not but a lot of sense if you ABC. want to keep fans. But, like, spiritual sense, emotional sense. <laughs> it's Just, pretty demoralizing. It's hard for, for me. For those who, who, cover, who need to, to talk about DS on a weekly basis. It's just difficult for us to come here. And try to talk about DS when we've had to wait multiple weeks, uh, almost in co- consecutive weeks. Um, and let's be honest, there's not too much to dig into. Okay, no. like we dug in as far as we could last last there, week. There's not too much to to grapple onto, like beneath the the surface of, of DS. It's just everything that you need is just right there in front of you some to, say to, to scoff at to roll your eyes at to disregard as complete and utter bullshit <laughs> it's all just right there but i mean in order for us to do that we need to, to actually have a, an episode to talk about 
ABC, we are here and we are trying to talk DS and you're making it very hard. That's all I'm saying. And I just hope that moving forward, we can try to keep a more regular I schedule. I mean, I'm sure DS will we we come back. We'll be back next week. Probably the week after that and the week after that. But then Thanksgiving. Oh, gosh. And then Christmas will be right around the corner. So we're going to be knows? getting some, some breaks in the DS schedule. Do you think we'll get a Christmas episode? You've got me excited now, Mike. No, well, I don't think we will. Guys, I mean... <laughs> it's not a joyous... <laughs> it's not a joyous... Uh, the big, there's the big presidential duty. You have to pardon a turkey every year on Turkey Day. <laughs> which which one will keep for pardon? Well, actually, we, know, we do know because the State of the Union takes place... Like January, February, so we're already done with that. So we're we're probably in like Christmas. March, February, March in, in the world of, of DS. Okay, I don't know. I'm unsure how much time has passed. But it, I mean, DS could just completely disregard. Could do a flash forward. Could it, completely disregard. It the, could be a the, the strain situation where we've had like 13 seasons, but we've like gone through 48 hours of time. Kiefer's not a Kiefer's not a stranger to stretching out. Episodes in almost real time, right? It's true. Previous yeah, show. It's true. But who knows? Look, I just wanted to say that we're here. We're trying to talk DS. Don't make it harder than it already clearly is. <laughs> let's um, let's talk a little bit, Chris. You you're watching Walking Dead, right? Yep. So, uh, one of the things that the Walking that the Walking Dead does that really annoys me and annoys a lot of people is they always create some reason within the storyline to disperse all these characters and then they're all around everywhere and then an episode will cover oh these two characters over here doing this these two characters over here doing oh Rick's doing that and you would think they of course they did that at the end of last season as they usually do but you would think the episode after this momentous double killing that happened they would fo- they would pick right back up where it left off but no <laughs> <laughs> they did not talk about it one time. It was all focused on these characters that had nothing to do with it. Really? And it looks like next week is going to be the exact same thing. What? This yeah. sounds like a show that doesn't give a iota of a shit about its audience and what it, it, its audience wants from it. It they just want. does whatever the hell it wants. Uh, I think and it's I just... I can't say I'm that regretful that I don't watch it. I think this specific thing is that it's just they they, like, they don't have to have these big actors in every episode now so like rick the guy that played rick and the guy that played daryl weren't in this episode so it's like that's one last episode they have to be in and shoot so it makes sense probably that that wise but it's so annoying how like this giant thing happens and they just don't even touch on it like you have all this this narrative momentum you'd think you would devote some time to actually de- dealing with the, the ramifications of like the enorm- the enormity of of the episode the, the premiere oh yeah and then it just goes up and, and does something else that sounds that sounds but extremely frustrating apart from that frustration as a singular episode itself it was pretty good we learned a little bit more about the world there's all these factions that are growing in this world that could potentially come into play uh we did get an update on some characters that weren't involved in the possible killings what, what were they doing uh there's some good comedy levity in this episode after the very dark uh previous episode so you know in some ways it's the same bullshit but in other ways the future's a little brighter that's all i wanted to say that's um i don't know it just sounds frustrating it is frustrating it is very frustrating but at least i know when the episodes are coming on (laughs) 
Watch it. <laughs> hey. There's no there's no paternity cases. If, if you're talking about a, pa- a passionate fan base that you don't want to p- piss off, Chris, you're talking DS. Because you already heard. You mean the four people on Reddit that talk about DS, including you? You two? Okay, first of all, there's a passionate DS su- subreddit that I am a happy part of. And uh, I will never be ashamed of that. And I'm going to be pointing out the the very same... Okay, I'm, I'm not going to go down the... <laughs> the DS route touchy subject I've already I've already uh, given my thoughts there it sounds like Walking Dead has its own set of concerns that's that's all I'm saying for sure Um, Chris so I know you're you're also a fan now I haven't caught up with the new season but uh, I've seen Comedy Bang Bang is back Comedy Bang Bang is back so before I go on that one last thing about Walking Dead uh, there is a giant CG moment Huge CG <laughs> moment that was crazy. The show doesn't have that many that's much CG. And a CG animal that was completely CG was in this episode. Really? It was pretty crazy to see. And it was pretty well done. Not as well done as like Game of Thrones or something. But is it a dire wolf? I don't, I don't want to ruin what it was. Is it dire wolf? Actually it was in the commercials. It was a giant ass tiger. It was a big ass tiger. The character yeah. kept a tiger as a pet. Before before we get into comedy bang bang, can uh I'd like to introduce an off-the-cuff quick hit that I think we forgot to, to mention in our rundown. Sure. Please. Uh, but I watched episode two of, of Black Mirror this week. Oh, yes. Uh, play play test. test. I think we can get in, get into a little bit about that. Sure. Jeff, did you watch? I did not, but I'd love to uh, hear if you guys have been enjoying it. So Playtest was the episode directed by friend of the show, Dan Trachtenberg. And how is he a friend of the show? Wonderful. Because one time he read my question. Oh, okay. On his podcast. Chris has been a long time fan Maybe of Maybe one day we'll read his question on ours. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm a, he's a great... He seem, seems like a great guy. Dan Trachtenberg is, in 2008, the second person I ever followed on Twitter. Jeff Kanata being the first one. Wow, eight, eight and you ago. still haven't followed me. No. Th- thank well, you for so a little much. bit, and then you stopped. Anyway, so, playtest. What'd yeah. you think? Uh, I thought it was okay. <laughs> yeah, it was okay. It was, it was directed... Well, I think it was... Uh, yeah, tremendous uh, direction. From, yeah, from, yeah. From Trachtenberg. But the story got a little up its own ass a little bit. It, it, I'm noticing a, a pattern with, with this season of Black Mirror. It takes a long time to sort of introduce, like, what it's actually trying to do. Like, so much of the like, first half of the episode is devoted to setup. And I don't think that that setup was all that captivating to watch mm-hmm. um, and by the time it really sort of revealed itself or what it was going for uh, it was pretty cool but it just felt like I'm not sure it was it was worth the I don't I don't want to call it a slog but it just all the work that had to be done to set, all the work that had to be done to set up yeah just characters. had to do a lot of work to get us to where where we eventually got Um. Yeah, and I thought it was, it was okay. It, yeah, was, it okay. wasn't one of my, my favorite Black Mirrors. It was the most, like, on-the-nose, like, horror movie Black Mirror. Like, it was just like, yeah, hey, here's some scary, some here's some scary, scary creatures. Beats. Yeah. Scary also, as a huge gamer, there's so many Easter eggs in that episode. So many references to different video games. So, definitely watch that and try to pick out as many as you can. Very cool. I've got to check it out. I've really, yeah. uh, sounds like I'm in. missing out. Why not? Dive in with any, any old episode. Um, yeah. So, okay, so on to... Comedy bang bang. Just a quick another thought oh. on uh, Black Mirror. Double what, Black Black Mirror. Yep. 
Um, Chris, I, I think I saw you posting to our Instagram page earlier. Yes. Is that correct? And just a little Trachtenberg connection. What were you posting a picture of earlier? Oh, it was John Goodman on a motorcycle. John, John Goodman, star of recent Hollywood hit, 10 Cloverfield Lane, directed by... Danny T himself. There wow. you go. So there's just a little connection Chris didn't even know he was making while he was taking a picture of my ornately framed photograph of John Goodman and Roseanne r- riding a motorcycle yeah. signed by only John, John Goodman. But I am sorry to interrupt, Chris. Please, Check that uh, out on our Instagram. Please can, see the can image continue on to. And, and that's, that's Screening Club at, at, at Instagram, yep. right? Yep. Great. Chris. Okay, so Comedy Bang Bang, it's one of the funniest shows on television that I don't think a lot of people watch. Never seen it. It's a half-scripted, half-improv fake talk show. Uh, I don't even—I don't even know if you know anything about it, Mike. It's a great show. So, is that a—is is Adam Scott involved in that? No, he's no, not That's really. Docu- is that documentary now? He might be involved in the documentary okay. now. Anyway, it's on my—it's on the IFC channel. But the way it works is there's two—it's talk show, and two celebrities come on. One is interviewed like a normal talk show, and the other is playing a character. That isn't that is a fake person being interviewed that's kind of improvs for the second half. Uh, by the way, it's hosted by Scott Ackerman. It's extremely funny, but the reason I want to talk about it is that it's coming back for its last ten episodes. That's, ever? Yep, ever. Wow. Uh, so that'll be it'll be really cool to see, and there's gonna be some surprises. Some old characters are coming back that I really love. Everyone watch that. It's now who's who's doing the music this this season? So yeah, the band leader Every season, it was Reggie Watts for like, I think four seasons. Great stuff. Then Kid Cudi came in for a season. He was really good, but then he left, and now it's Weird Al Yankovic. Still Weird season. Al. Yep, Weird Al. And how's how's he doing? He's doing all right. Uh, you can't beat Reggie. And Kid Cudi had Kid Cudi had started building chemistry, and I got the sense from this show is based off Scott Ackerman's podcast by the same name, uh, and I got the sense on that podcast that Kid Cudi. They want him to be for multiple seasons, and he kind of bailed on them. Uh, but they're uh, all right. No one can be Reggie. Reggie's coming back in one of the final ten episodes. So like that, as as a special as guest? a guest, yeah, as a guest. Now, who's Reggie left to do the music for? Uh, the, uh, yeah, the who's the British guy? James, James Corden. Corden. Yeah, oh, he's he, the band leader on that show now. Okay. I'm only familiar with James Corden's uh, constant onslaught of carpool karaoke videos. I've never yeah. seen a single carpool karaoke video. Yeah, but I'm sure you've seen. I'm sure you've seen that they that that they exist though, right? Yes, because they literally cannot be stopped. Apparently, I've seen a couple. Popular. That's the that's the thing about late night now. It's all what can you chop up and put up on YouTube and get it's like true. three million views. Jimmy Fallon's the king of it. Friend of the show, Jimmy Fallon. That's true. Chris has been on uh, Jimmy Fallon's show. Jimmy Fallon interviewed me. Yes. So uh, we that's that's a story for another day, though. But a friend of the show, Jimmy Fallon, good stuff. I'll be checking out Comedy Bang Bang. Mike, you've been watching The Good Place. Yeah. How's it going? The show that I I talked about a few weeks ago recommended for you all to watch. I don't think you listened to me. I don't think anyone, either of you. No, a couple of other people. I, I I haven't watched it. I, I see the the look of su- surprise and delight on your face when I first started talking. No, I haven't watched it. But a couple of other people have mentioned to me uh, that I should watch it. So you've you've been enjoying it? Yeah, it just wrapped 
didn't wrap the season. It's about I think it's going to be a thirteen episode season, but it just ended. Up, it's up. It's ninth episode, and I guess it's taking like two months off for network TV. Man, we're just what network is this? NBC. Just the, the scheduling of, of network TV is is impossible. Man, yeah. we're, we're complaining about DS taking two two out of three weeks off. But anyways, the good place taken a month off. You, you you say? I think two months off. It's coming back in January. Oh, uh, but anyways, yeah, it's it's just revealed itself to be a really terrific show. Uh, Ted Danson, I think, is giving one of the the finest comedic performances in all of TV. It just every, he just sucks so much. Uh, not sucks, but he he just uh, emits so much joy and charm in just every single line of, line of dialogue that he delivers and it's just something to behold it really is and uh just all the performances adam scott has just he um the ted dancing character is the architect the the, the leader of the good place okay um, the, the that spiritual afterlife mm-hmm. that all the characters currently uh, reside in um on the flip side, Adam Scott is playing the the leader of the bad place, who has who has come to the good place to take away, uh, what's her name, Krista Bell's character, who who we we found out was was put into the good place by mistake. She's actually a terrible uh... person who belongs in the bad place. Adam Scott has come to reclaim her, and that that has sort of set up a lot of, a lot of fun. Did he uh, did he spend all the bad places uh, money on a extravagant ice rink? <laughs> nice. <laughs> he he may have. I don't know. <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> Little Parks and Rec callback there. Yeah, that's right. Um, well, it sounds. Uh, but the show is just it is just so funny. It's so charming, so witty, and just has a lot to say about our society and our world. And uh, I can't recommend it enough. It's it's great. Very good. Right. Yeah, it sounds good. I've seen a couple of the uh, little promos and stuff. It uh, definitely seems seems interesting. Maybe in its two month hiatus, uh, <laughs> one of you, either of you, or both, could, could could devote some time to it. That's probably what they're hoping. <laughs> yeah, that's probably what they're that's hoping. a that's so a definite maybe. maybe. So about twenty minutes, twenty three minute episodes each, twenty one minutes, whatever. Now, uh, probably pretty pretty easy watch. <laughs> Definitely, no, no, it sounds good. You don't have to sell sell me. You don't have to sell me. Well, apparently you do because I haven't watched it. <laughs> yeah. Now, just a couple of really quick comments here. Uh, I know. Do you guys both watch the uh, the Bill Simmons show? I, I watched it off and the on. first couple episodes and just sort of there was too much on on Wednesday nights for me to. If I like the guest, I'll watch. You, you won't have to worry about that anymore, right? It's been canceled. Yeah, it's done. How you guys feel about that? I'm, su- I'm really surprised because when they when he, when Bill Simmons left ESPN and it was announced that he would be signing the, like this enormous lucrative deal with HBO, like you th- you had to have thought he was going to be like a fixture on their on their ch- channel for for time to come and you've got to suck unbelievably hard to get canceled on hbo the ratings were like less than a hundred thousand per episode my god um yeah it just was never 
the few episodes I watched, maybe it got better. I don't know. It just, just never felt like an essential viewing to me. Yeah. It was just very plain. It could have existed on, on any media platform. It, like, it didn't feel like didn't feel like an HBO caliber just fluff TV show. It's yeah. than anything. But I guess he's still under contract, so they're going to do something with him eventually. Yeah. Okay. But like, <clears throat> you, if you look at the other, the, the two other like main fixtures on that on that show on that channel, uh, Real Time with Bill Maher, Last Week Tonight, like this Bill Simmons show never even came close to sustaining that level of of quality. Well, it's too bad, and hopefully they can put something together. Uh, if anyone can do it, it's 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 HBO. In slightly happier news, I am uh, very much looking forward to. I haven't watched Saturday Night Live in years, but you've been missing out on some really great comedic TV. I've heard that this season has been really good. Yeah, I mean, any season of SNL is going to come with its 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 peaks and valleys, highs and lows. Um, but well, for me, just the 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 joy that I get out of watching it is just watching the, these immensely talented like young comedic performers just sort of become stars right before right in front of us and uh, that is really cool yeah and this cast is has some really great great comedic voices and talent um I think um so yeah well I'll tell you I will be I will be coming back for the November twelfth episode which is going to be hosted by Dave Chappelle, uh, who I love, musical guest, a reunion of a tribe called Quest. This is um, this is going to be a good episode. I mean, come on, Chappelle's show one of my one of my favorites all time. You are are you talking comedy gold? You're talking Chappelle's show, Charlie Murphy's True Hollywood Stories, one of the funniest things I've I've ever seen. So I am really pumped up, and I will absolutely be watching, and we'll catch up on it. And that's going to be the episode after the election. So I think oh, we're yeah. getting some great and uh, some great political content there. That should be good. It's probably going to be packed. I hope we have some. I hope they do some cool stuff because. Dave Chappelle really hasn't been in the public eye. I mean, this is going to be the most high-profile thing he's done in years and years. Yeah. You know? yeah. Pretty cool stuff. So we'll be we'll be looking forward to that. And uh, let's talk about let's talk about uh, something that seems like it's probably not going to get canceled on HBO Westworld. Pretty uh, pretty deep stuff again this th- this week. Can you guys give me some uh, initial thoughts on? Uh, this week's episode of Westworld. Well, this episode entitled Contrapasso. Mm. Did you guys look up what that meant? Nope. Did you, Jeff? Uh, please tell us. Please, yes. Well, I thought that maybe this might frame some of what you thought of the episode because I looked it up. Contrapasso is ancient Italian, so it's not it's not modern Italian; it's old Italian. Mm-hmm. That means suffering the opposite, which is something to do with Dante's Inferno. So. It's the idea that in hell, in the bad place, you go and the punishment that you have to... <laughs> bad joke? Just a good a good place reference, Mike. I don't know. Nice. Mike didn't seem amused by my good place reference didn't in our Westworld re- review. Anyway, the idea is that when you go to hell, the, the punishment that you have to deal with in hell is mirrors the sins that put you in hell to begin with. Interesting. 
Think about that. That's what that means? Yep. Think about that. I just thought it was a cool word, you know? Yeah, I didn't really think much much about it. I was like, ooh, contrapasso. That's, that's interesting. So that sort of puts things uh, in a certain light. What did you both think? Thought it was a, I thought it was a great episode. It didn't really push... Kind of, I'm kind of feeling the way you're feeling, Mike, about last episode, where it doesn't push. Maybe, maybe you didn't feel this way, and I've just made that up. There's not a lot of forward momentum, and it's kind of we're just getting these little. Each story just pushes forward a little bit. Mm. Uh, but the thing I loved about this episode was the Ford and Men in Black meeting in that bar. That was great. What do you uh, think, Mike? I thought it was fine. There's, there's still just, there's still just something in the way for me personally just sort of preventing me from just going all in on this show mm-hmm. there there isn't just i'm not latching on to maybe it's, there's not like a, a singular character that i identify with that i care about that i am rooting for there's there's just i don't know like if you if you watch like the first few episodes of say for example, Game of Thrones, immediately you're introduced to three or four characters and storylines that you immediately identify with and care about and are rooting for. Um, and then if you take then take a look at this show, I don't I think I don't think that's that's there just yet. Um, sure. There's just a lot of interesting things going on um, that, that sort of speak to us intellectually, but just not not a for me there isn't that that part that speaks to me emotionally yet um but overall it's still like consistently entertaining on a week-to-week basis and i and i'm i am enjoying it but i'm still just waiting for for something more i think that with game of thrones it was probably easier to come at it because you know it's based off of this whole universe of books you know and they have all that to go off of with this they're basing it you know sort of off the world of an okay 70s movie or what whatever so they're sort of having to build it up from there there is a ton of stuff going on though i think dolores is going to come through for you though as someone to to cheer for yeah uh i like i yeah for me the two most interesting characters that have been presented to us are Dolores and Maeve, but they're they're robots, they're AI. Like there, there's still some there's that that part that is blocking me, or probably sure. a lot of other people, from really connecting with them because at any point their ma- memories, their minds, their journeys can just be reset to default mode, unless what they're really going for is is something a lot more grand and eloquent than that. I think. Uh... I think that sort of puts their their struggle. You're you're going through that same struggle with them. They might br- break through, Mike. Yeah. And if if what we're seeing with William really is like a plotline from thirty years in the past, then what, that means what we're seeing with Dolores, like when she's sort of taking this this these, these leaps, this the these leaps in her journey, and all this growth that we're seeing with her care. Eventually, is she going to be just reset back to? Same old good old Dolores. I think so. I think that if if that is true, I think we had a couple of things in this episode that are pushing more towards that being true. I think 
it it's going to make it all the more intense when she does find what she's she's looking for because she's already gone through this. Oh, she maybe she almost made it and then they reset her back. You know, it's just yeah, it's, that is like a kind struggle. of a tragic layer to to her character. But we're we're not really spending much time if that is the case with present day Dolores. We're spending a lot with past Dolores. I think that they're. I think some of what we think is past Dolores is is actually present day. I think there's some w- weird stuff going on with how they're filming things, and like it, it just. I'm very confused as to what is in the present and what's in the past. If anything is in the past, I don't know. Um, that'll be that'll be in- interesting to see. But to touch on your point, Chris, about the Man in Black Ford meeting. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you guys think about that? They definitely seem to be uh, more familiar mm-hmm. than maybe I had initially thought that they would be. Like, it seems like more of a familiarity than the director of a park and a ongoing guest would probably have. They seem to they seem to know each other more. Yeah, and it seems like um, the Man in Black knew who Arnold was. So I thought when Arnold was talked about before. It's Arnold, right? I know I got the name wrong before. Yep. It is. I said Alan before. Uh, when Arnold was talked about before, it seemed like a lot of people even knew he existed, and the company kind of pushed his incident underneath the rug, and the man in black knows who Arnold is, and Ford didn't seem to mind that he knew that. And I thought it was interesting in that conversation, Ford... It's like he... Ford knows about the maze, and he wants people to find the maze, and he wants people to have this final yeah. conclusion, uh, which is making me think that he's kind of in self-destruct mode, where he has this grand plan for the park, and he doesn't care what anyone else thinks. He doesn't, he's not even caring about the park even making money anymore. He's just... He has this vision, and he's going to finish that vision, and somehow the maze plays into this. That's interesting. They were really... It's gotten to the point now. They're really shoving that maze down our throats. It's just, it's not. Yeah. Su- <laughs> it's it's not even attempting to be subtle. It's just everywhere. It's just to the point where. Well, I keep saying it every week, but but it is really true. <clears throat> There's so many things going on in this show that could easily fall apart and just f- be complete failures. But if it all sticks the landing. And comes together, it'll be like one of the most amazing things we've seen in a while on TV. Uh, but there's, it just has to stick that landing. How'd we all feel about that mass robot orgy? <laughs> God, that was a crazy place. And I was, you know, I was just the amount of extras there. <laughs> and so they bad. got in trouble for apparently like during the, the filming of the pro. Uh, of that scene just in the in that they were asking all these extras to perform these like extremely explicit sexual acts simulated simulated acts yeah something about that Uh, i guess that that was in violation of (laughs) just just how much you can ask of an extra yeah that that was clearly god the resources spent on that scene like there were so many it was a lot and i'm I'm not sure it was like entirely worth it in the end. Like it, it, it was just kind of there. It was just, it was furniture. That's HBO. <laughs> I what mean, I thought it was really cool to see this. Like you know, 
they really went for it. Like this wild town that's on the edge of, you know, what we've gotten used to in in the world. Well, it's obviously supposed to mirror Sodom and Gomorrah, Sodom in the Bible, just this town of complete hedonism and just anything bad can happen here. If you want to do something bad, it's in here. It was sort of funny seeing William and Dolores just like sort of sitting there amongst all this crazy shit, just like like neither of them wants to take part in in anything, and they're all just sort of they're like, very uncomfortable. It was yeah. really uh, well, it's sort of that that was kind of cool too because Dolores is there because as a robot, if these if these visitors choose you, you have to go with them. It's in their programming, so she's mm. she's just stuck there. And then it kind of felt like he was the robot to his friend. It's his it's his friend there, so he has to be there. Yeah, that's uh, so that that was kind of cool. Chris. Now another interesting thing that happened in this episode, and again, the in the past timeline, whether that's ha- that's happening or not, the the hosts uh, were kicking the shit out of Logan on multiple occasions, like he. He looked like he was about to get choked out before uh, William shot shot the guy in the back. Like, I guess what that made me think is is that was was that happening because this is an older version of the park where the the robots can do that stuff, or was it because they're on the outlying parts of of, of the park where I've, crazier I've stuff? I've seen happens? speculated that it was because he had his like pain tolerance set so Whoa. high so that robots could do do that kind of stuff to him yeah that seems crazy well, he, the brink well, of death without I actually didn't know killing that. him but remember he was gonna he was he was looking in a bad shape and then uh his friend could have saved him and then when he didn't he smiled for a second i was which... almost thinking like is logan gonna die at the end when like the last we see of him is him being like beaten down by those new con- confederates or whatever. Yeah, but right? that smile made me say, he's alright, he knows he's, he's gonna, gonna be die. okay. Yeah. Smile made, made me think he's a crazy well, Would it be the SOB? worst thing in the world if Logan were to die? He's, he's kind <laughs> of a piece of shit. Yeah. Well, I did, I did find it cool that his company that he worked for was trying to buy out Westworld. I thought that was a cool idea. I think, um... It's so... That, that whole thread... Like, oh, and then we get the super assy, like, him just shitting all over William, like, in, in the outside, in, in, the, in their real real lives. Like, oh, what an ass. What do you guys think about Lawrence, who has been the Man in Black's companion, appearing in now both of these storylines, se- seemingly appearing, uh, like... <laughs> The, the the day after being hung upside down and completely having the mm-hmm. shit beat out of him and drained of all of his blood, uh, appearing in the William storyline. I took that as as near confirmation that we're we're dealing with two different timelines. Yeah, might not be though. I mean, they yeah, it's possible. Him up. There are other he options. Was, you know, he was yanked out of the crew. world, cleaned up, put back put back in, but it just didn't sort of jive with what we had previously learned of of Lawrence. Yeah. I mean, when we first saw Lawrence, he was about to be executed. executed. So I guess he's this outlaw. Could have been captured in some storyline, I guess. Well, the, the other option I've seen is there could be Just, they could reuse models. His personality seemed different. Yeah. 
Yeah. It was interesting. Made me think. Yeah, so so you think maybe he he's changed roles, Mike. Yep. Like in the past he had a different role. Very interesting. He he's a good actor. I'm happy we're we're getting a good uh yeah. sp- spoonful of him. Yep. Um now what did you guys think about well probably the two biggest uh you know, things that we saw in this episode were the some sort of tracking device that was inside of the woodcutter. The, um, uh, the laser-based satellite uplink. Laser-based satellite uh, uplink. Th- thank you, Chris. You're welcome. Seemed a little bit far-fetched that they just didn't know that this gigantic laser thing was inside one of the hosts. Um, uh, well, I think what that scene was saying is that there's there's a mole or some someone within the uh someone's up to something someone's nefarious. up to something someone that would have the power to do that is up to something what do they really need need to know that the woodcutter in one of these storylines would have uh, this, this information well i was thinking it could be uh some since they introduced that rival companies are trying to buy out uh westworld that okay. some it would like inter like corporate espionage is going on where some companies like paying another paying an employee of Westworld to like give information to that company. Okay. That could make sense, yeah. I think um That's why I thought at least. Yeah. It just I mean, I'm definitely interested. It just seemed a little bit far fetched to me. I, I get yeah, it's gotta be an, an an inside job, I guess. Yeah, an inside job but for who though? Like it could be the board not thinking that what's going on is on the up and up and they they want some direct information because they know Ford's not giving them that could the kind be of information true. they need. It could be But what are they getting? I, I guess maybe when the wood the woodcutter gets brought in to for, for maintenance well, or whatever they could collect in, info. Yeah, then, right? but also it's not it's probably not just the woodcutter. It's probably mm-hmm. like yeah, X percent of all Westworld hosts have them in there. True. Yeah, so that's something to think about. And then we also get Dolores shoots other hosts. Which shoots, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, yeah. She, she did once before, right? Mm-hmm. But she really that was, yeah. was in badass mode. Uh, and Which is why it would just kind of suck if we, we progressed Dolores and her journey like up until that point, and then it just gets reset. Yeah. Unless what if... Back to Farm Girl. What yeah. if... Uh, what if they think that she they reset her, but she's really just biding her time? Mike, remember, as Dr. Ford said, somewhere under all those updates, he's still there, perfectly preserved. He was talking about Arnold, but still. Your mind is a walled garden. Even death cannot touch the flowers blooming there, Mike. So remember, well, even if she gets reset... You set me straight. His, <laughs> his, his famous quote right before he died. What? Jeff, you didn't see that one? One four down. <laughs> right uh, three for three today. Doctor four. <laughs> three for three today. Wow. Oh my God, Pigman's getting around to these these different programs. Um, and then the the final the final shot of the episode, uh, with Maeve waking up. Yeah, love it. That was great. What? She's you, been you enlightened. Love Maeve. I do. Big Maeve fan. That's your girl. 
Um, what's she gonna say? Is she gonna? What's she gonna say to? What was to her exact quote? She was like, "We're gonna have a talk or something." Yeah, yeah like, it was something about we have something to talk about. I think it's probably like uh, she's probably gonna get the lowdown of what what exactly she is, and then she's gonna be like, "Put me back out into the park without resetting me." But but he's like well, we know that this guy is like working on his computer. He's doing some techno things. Couldn't he just try to be like reset? Blah, 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 blah. He could really. Unless she's been really enlightened and she's past that now, doesn't even matter. I mean, if she's waking up, she might so. not be able to be. Reset. Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. So that'll be something to. He could to just try to kill her as well. <laughs> or she could try to kill him. That's true. Anything could happen. I'll be looking forward to it. Any other thoughts moving forward with Westworld? Excited to learn more. I just hope it can uh, take that next step at some point. So, for next week, guys, uh, sadly, we will not be watching Atlanta. No. Mm -hmm. But we will have uh, American Horror Story. We'll have our Westworld. And we'll have, uh, hopefully, DS will be back. Um, Mm Yeah. Hopefully they'll give us a lot to to talk about, and we'll still have uh, plenty of other stuff. We'll have the the Walking Dead, right? Chris? Yeah, a lot of quick hits. Uh, we'll have uh, it'll be two weeks away, but we'll have. I, I know we're gonna be talking about that SNL Dave, Dave Chappelle. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking. Forward you should to get it. ready and watch this week's SNL tonight. Do you episode. really need to get get ready? No, but just to get you in the feel. Like to get, get back in that. that you can that be familiar space. with the okay. cast. We got a uh, Cumberbatch on Bye. tonight. Ooh, oh really? I love a cover batch. I just saw Do- Doctor Strange. Oh, oh very dude. nice. Last night it was. Uh, I mean, it was good. Wasn't huge on on the ending. That's all. Okay. You see it, Chris? No, I'm seeing it tomorrow. I heard it was really good in 3D. So I want to see it in 3D. Mm, I wouldn't know. I'm not a 3D fan, Chris. Um, and know what I'll do? I'm gonna prepare my season commentary on the strain so mike if you don't want so- something ruined for you please uh either that's an ultimatum shed your you know protect your your, your ears or do some some watching oh boy uh it's a tall order it's not the best um so i'll 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 do that we'll uh we'll keep catching up on our other stuff but uh guys let let me know mike where can we find you online uh, on Twitter at linguistics underscore and on screeningclub.com. Chris? Twitter at that Morris, T H A T M O R R I S, and screeningclub.com. You can find me at the real jeffmore.com and all of us, screeningclub.com, screeningclub on Twitter, screeningclub on Instagram. We are around, guys. You can find us. Remember to rate and subscribe. Let us know what you think. And if you have any comments or thoughts at all, please, um, Shoot us an email at screeningclub at gmail.com. We would love to, uh, to, to, to hear your thoughts and your, and your opinions on what we're watching. And as we mentioned, you can also join us on screeningclub.com for more articles, insight, and to share uh, and engage with us even more. So uh, please uh, enjoy your week of TV watching, and we will catch back up with you next week. Bye, everyone. And remember to vote. God bless.